Welcome to Club Sandwich, where the music is great and the stories are real. Each week, we talk about life in the middle, the middle of raising kids, nurturing careers, navigating the ever-changing needs of our aging parents. I'm Jennifer Owens. I serve as Editorial Director at Firstly, the first financial wellness platform designed specifically for the sandwich generation. I'm also the mother of two, wife of one, and the daughter and stepdaughter of my children's grandparents. I know firsthand how complex family life can be and how it can change in an instant. Also know how hard it can be to prepare for the future, especially one that impacts our kids and our parents, let alone ourselves. And our guest today knows that too. Leanne Lord, thank you so much for sharing your sandwich story with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, so you are a comedian and a writer and an actress, but you know, those are all wonderful achievements and talents. But at Club Sandwich, you are my very first open face sandwicher. And I swear to goodness that that is a thing. And so that means <laughs> that you have an honor. I'm going to get you a little plaque. You can put it on the shelf and that's going to be awesome. And people will be like, what is that? And you'll say, that's my open face sandwich. But that means that you don't have kids, but you have very much a parent story and that caring for the parents and the pressure of that. So I, like, I'd love to dive in and kind of set the scene for your part of the sandwich. Right. Yes, I've never been called an open-faced sandwich before. <laughs> open-hearted, open-faced. I don't know. But yes, I love it. Sandwich. I love it. And honestly, I kind of felt like a panini because it, it all felt very constricting. Oh, nice. <laughs> Nicely played. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I sort of stumbled into this. It was sort of the Freaky Friday you never see coming. You know, yeah. the role reversal. I got pulled in very, very slowly. You know, I was, I was living my life and, you know, doing comedy, you know, traveling all over the world. And when I would come home, you know, it was like an event. My parents were like, hey, good to see you. Everything's fine. Yeah. And then I'd leave. And I noticed as I'm coming back, things are less fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. I should start paying attention to this. And the, yeah. the, the, the big, you know, like one, two, three pistol, you know, fire where it kind of really, really started. My dad offhandedly mentioned to me that and he was 80 at the time that he was going to go and get uh, surgery. Because he was tired of getting up and urinating five times a night. Huh. And I said, well, first of all, I didn't know that's where we were in our relationship. Uh, Thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, who's doing surgery on an 80-year-old man? And what's that recovery going to look like? And who was that on? Because I kind of knew it wouldn't be my mom. My mom really, you know, she was, we didn't know what was going on with her yet. But I'm like, yeah, she can't handle this. And I I literally went with my dad to his appointment. He had to go for clearance for surgery. Like he was really right. doing it. I this. was just going to say, did they make him do the stress test? I can't see an 80-year-old man. I mean, no disrespect to 80-year-old men. No, but no. That, with yeah. the, the treadmill and all the stuff where they check your heart. Yeesh. Yep. And he failed with flying colors. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And they said, you have to go see your cardiologist. Now, now the word choice here is very specific. They didn't say go see a cardiologist. They said your cardiologist. And I looked at him like, you have a cardiologist? Like I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I go yep. with him to the appointment. Okay. Again, I'm getting dragged in. I'm getting dragged in. And I'm sitting there and the cardiologist is going through the report and saying all these things about my dad's heart. And none of this is a surprise to my father. Oh. I'm sitting there hearing it all for the first time. I'm looking at the doctor. I'm looking at my dad. And my dad is studiously not looking at me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Now, are you an only child? Is it just you with your parents? or I am the only one they like. Oh, okay. So, yes. Okay, got it. Got it. So, yeah, youngest, only girl. 
Yeah. So I caught the hot potato here. Yes, I I get it. I get it. I'm the girl too. Yep. Right. So, I mean, again, so long story short, that's kind of how I got pulled in. I'm starting to pay attention to their medical things and suddenly they're not moving as fast and they're asking me questions that they have the answer to or they used to, you Mm. know, so it was a gradual process. And then as I'm paying more attention, I'm seeing more things and behaviors and illnesses. And before you know it, uh, yeah, I'm caregiving. And I fought that term for a long time. Really? I just wanted to say yeah. caretaker. Like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just managing, you know, the house and paying the bills. I'm just doing that. Like, no, no, it's, it's caregiving. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can yeah. see that because it, it's that's the thing with elder care. You know, like with birth, baby came, you know, now the clock starts. With elder care, it's a, you know, it's a sneaky thing. And then you look down and you realize you're like 10 stories down the slope. Like, yo, wait a minute. I'm, we're doing a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. How did I get here? I, I got yeah. to the point where our calendar was full of, it was doctor's appointments and funerals for their friends. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're doing. I got to the point where, you know, I remember the time when my phone rang late at night. And it was a sweet phone call or a phone call inviting me to a party. Uh, those stopped. Oh. <laughs> now it's all right. Who fell? Who's sick? Who needs yeah. what from the store? <laughs> it was like, how did my life change this dramatically? When you see certain times of the day from certain people, like like when my dad was declining, and I love my stepmom, but if she would call at eleven. First, your heart sinks. You're like, there's no good reason for her to be calling after a lot. You know, like, oh, deep breath. Hey, you know, so yes, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And so how was the living situation at that point? Okay. Here's what's funny. Uh, Two family house. Okay. Bad news. Family's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, you know, it it started out, you know, again, you can't see the future. Uh, Our house caught fire. My family home caught fire back in the 90s. It wasn't totally destroyed, but a lot of water and smoke damage. And my parents made the decision because I was still home at that point. I was still very young in my career. Um, And I said, well, I guess it's time for me to go. And they were like, no, 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 no. They made the decision to rebuild the house as a two family because Mm -hmm. their thought was if I go out and get an apartment that I'm never in because I was traveling a lot back then, they said that's wasted money. And they said, That's if somebody great. figures out your schedule, you know, you could be robbed. It's a vulnerable position. You know, Aww. we'll make this space work for us as yeah. a family. So, you know, we did that and my parents took out a second mortgage and I paid that second mortgage. So that, that kind of gave me equity, I guess, in the house. Yo, you got their good rate. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, no, it was perfect. And I, for many years after that, I, I would tell people when I was dating, I'm a package deal. I've got two parents and they were fine. So I didn't really. So I, I had two parents, yeah. a dog and a mortgage. If you can deal with that, great. <laughs> Bring it on. Right. You know, and so what started out as, you know, them looking out for me ended up me looking out for them very slowly. And it was over time, our roles changed and me being here became a comfort to them. Like I was able to check on yep. them. And so it was terrible and great at the yeah. same time because I've spoken to people who their worry is they're in the same situation, but they're at a distance. They live states away. And yes. that carries its own level of angst and frustration. So I was here, but then I was always here. Yeah. There's a blindness that comes from being far away that is both yes. a comfort because it's like, mm-hmm. know, I can't go to that doctor's appointment. And then also a complete fear of like, oh my goodness, what are they saying in that doctor's 
Because right. your parents right. become very, they're unreliable narrators of these oh, stories. Oh, completely, <laughs> completely, completely. Like I would sit in doctor's appointments with them and they would tell me, oh, I'm not feeling well. Okay, let's make an appointment. We make an appointment, we get to the doctor's office and, and none of that process is short. None of it, mm. none of it, none of it. But we finally get there. The doctor's like, what's wrong? Oh, nothing. What? No, yes. no, it's not nothing. Let me tell you what they're complaining about. So I now have to, because they're treating it like it's a social visit. I completely <laughs> know. I completely. Yeah. Because like, it, it's like, we're going to straighten up and fly right for this 20 right. minute appointment. And you're like, yes. wait, what are you talking about? Yes. Right. I do know and, that. And the <laughs> annoying thing is that these are doctors who at the time knew my parents for years. And there's something in doctors they want to accept when they say they're okay. They don't want to see the decline because on, on some level they're, they're patients, but they kind of want to get on to the next thing or they want you to be yeah, okay. They're booked tightly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is what's happening. This is what I would need you because we're going to go home and it's not going to be solved, you know, and, and, and then the complaining yeah. is going to start again. <laughs> yes. Well, so now as your mom was declining, your dad jumped the line and had a heart attack Oh, yeah. So then you have three plates that you are actively spinning at all times. Mm -hmm. Yes. And was it that they were both at the ER at the same time? Yeah. I mean, great. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like it's like I was driving the car and we spun out of control. Uh, <laughs> like, what? Yeah. what just happened? And the funny thing is, I could, so my dad's heart was already bad and I didn't know that. And then he had stepped in and was sort of taking care of my mom. And then he had the heart attack and we go to the hospital. And after that, you know, he didn't remember having a heart attack. And I'm like, and that's the issue, sir. Wow. <laughs> you don't remember having a, because I do. I very much do. He had a heart attack. Of course, I didn't know that as we went to the hospital. I didn't know what was going on, why he fell. Mm. My mom was at the point where we could not leave her at home. She just, we just couldn't. So everybody had to go. And because they had different issues, you know, hers is dementia, you know, decline, whatever. His is, you know, yeah. chest pains, whatever. They're in two different parts of the ER. And I'm there going back and forth between them. At one point, the nurses noticed. They were like, wait a minute. Do you have two of them here? And I oh said, yes. Goodness. Wow. You don't know what it takes for a grizzled ER nurse to look at you with pity. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And I didn't ask for this, but they, 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 and they broke the rules. They really weren't supposed to do this, but they moved my mom and dad together, oh. you know, so that, you know, they could be together and I wouldn't be running back and forth so much, which sounds very sweet and very Hallmark movie, except that now my dad couldn't get any sleep because my mom could not stop talking. <laughs> I have heard this, like that, like high energy that the dementia is a, is a, yeah, it's just yes, a talking non all the time non-stop talking you can't reason with them and say hey can you stop talking and they'll go okay and then they'll keep talking it, it was oh, just I, I was sitting there like it, my, my refrain and I should have a t-shirt or a stress ball that says how did I get here <laughs> you know I, I would go to doctor's appointments and say you know what they should put in a wine bar for adult I know. children I'd be so happy to just sit uh, go right ahead let's have this conversation I'll have a glass of the uh, red Thank you. Yes. Yes. I'll take the IV drip of red. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. So now we've admitted that you're caregiving mm. and you're managing their lives. So did you have what you needed in place? Like, I think part of the issue that we have is that as the decline starts to happen, their control of like uh, passwords and paperwork goes with them. 
you know, so like, were they buttoned up for any of this? I want to say 80%. Oh, that's great. Which made me, I put me in a really, really good position. My mother for years had me on her bank accounts for years. It was important to her, you know, when I was younger, you know, like high school, college, whenever she had to do bank business, she would take me with her, Hmm. you know, and this, it was the prelude to going to the mall. So I didn't care. Yeah. And she would always say, you know, I want you to be able to handle things for me if I can't. I had no idea what that meant. You know, so she thought it was important that the bank managers and the tellers see me. And then it did come to a day where I did have to walk in and take care of bank business without her. And my name was already on the accounts. And all they said was, how can we help you, Miss Lord? Which was a comfort at that moment because you're already going through something difficult. And then you have to struggle with paperwork and rules and all that. It just adds to the stress. So in that sense, my mother had a great sense of foresight. My dad, we didn't do it till later when he said, yeah, you know, I think this is a good idea. You know, so I I eventually, my name was on everything. They had already done their wills. What was missing, and I had to fill in that part, you know, as I'd done my research to get power of attorney, you know, so that I would be able to have conversations on their behalf. For the other 20%, you know, things you have to figure out, of course. Right. I got it. Exactly. And I cannot stress enough how important it is to have that paper, that piece of paper in hand to do that. And I know no one wants to have that conversation and everybody wants to think that they're going to be lucid enough or able enough to make their own decisions. But, you know, the way I see it, you want somebody that you love and trust to be able to speak for you when you can't. And that's what that power of attorney allowed me to do for them. Yeah. My dad just uh, passed as well. And Basically, there are two other bank accounts where he just didn't make my stepmother a joint account Mm -hmm. because I think he was kind of declining and a little Mm oversighty, you know. And so she has to deal with probate for these two things. Oh, it's not life changing, but it is a hassle, you know, with all the other things she has to deal with. And she had to find out that it was a problem. And you're like, why? Why can't I get, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's just. And the power of attorney helps with figuring out these things that were done wrong, just for whatever mm-hmm. reason that they were done right. wrong. So, and, and the power attorney actually ends at the moment of death. But beforehand, you know, when oh. I'm calling up and talking to doctors, when I'm calling to insurance companies, when I'm talking to, you know, any bills that they might have that I need to get straightened out, you know, I would get on the phone and it's like, they were like, oh, we can't talk to you. Yes, you can. I sent in the power of attorney. I'll hold. <laughs> I learned all of these things on the job. There's no class for this. Right. Really, and There probably is in a swanky part of town. I am not in the swanky part of town. <laughs> but it became another job. I wanted to call it a side hustle. Like I was in complete denial <laughs> about how much time this was taking because I militantly tried to maintain as much of my life as possible. You know, so I was still traveling. I was still performing. You know, maybe not going as far for as long, but I still thought it was important that I maintain at least my professional life because I realized that at some point I could give them 100%. You know, I could quit yeah. and, and just do 100%. And that 100% would still not be enough for what they needed. And where would I be at the end? You yeah. Know, because, you know, the, the, the two things that, that frightened me is I could do that and that when they're gone, what do I have? You know, how hard is that rebuild going to be? Because it's still hard. Or that 
I could give so much that I pass before them. Oh, you know, yeah. the frightening stories of people who outlive their caregivers. It was terrifying to me. Yeah. Who would do for them what I do? Right. And so it's like there's a feeling of not having another option because who will take care of them as well as you would? You know, right. we all feel that way about anything we do. You know, we're all. But this, no, but this really, but no this one, is, no one, yeah. no other family member would step in in this way. And that's when, again, I got, I don't want to say selfish, but I, that's when I really realized that my self-care wasn't optional. This wasn't a frivolous thought, you know, oh yeah, I'll yeah. go to the doctor when I have them. No, no. As diligent I was with their doctor's appointments, I had to be with mine because I couldn't afford to get sick or I couldn't afford oh, to not yeah. know what was going on with me if there was something going on so I could get ahead of it. You know, so yeah. you really do almost have to, when you're taking care of somebody else, prioritize you. You're so right that the brain space that is given up to their care. And also they were your roommates. Yeah. <laughs> I And I really hate to think of it that way, but yeah, <laughs> all that, that one really hurts. It really hurts. <laughs> well, and my favorite, and they were, they were not the most conscientious, I think. I mean, they were stealing food. I mean, come on. Oh man, you know it's, it's it's funny. It was two houses but one home. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we did share a lot. You know, at one point I'm doing all the grocery shopping. You know, and I, I still remember it was so funny. They love donuts. Like old people love sweet things. I guess that's what it is. I brought home some so donuts. Do midlife people, my friend. So do midlife okay. people. Okay, yeah. well, actually, then so does everybody. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I I brought home some donuts. I guess I took too long. You know, I I feel like it was maybe half a day, not long. And I said, you know, hey, I'd like a donut. And I come down, all the donuts are gone. Everyone, all the donuts, a dozen donuts. And I'm looking at them, going, "Who ate the donuts? Crumbs everywhere, chocolate on the, <laughs> on the cheek." They go, "Oh, we don't know." We, you don't know. No one else lives here. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Um, no, they're not. They're going to stand no. there and, and slow blink at you and say they don't know what happened to the donuts. <laughs> yep. I vacillated between saying I have senior citizen toddlers and teenagers because sometimes there was just some willfulness there. That is yeah. like, ah, they have all the cunning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've the earned power. all of this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. They've both passed. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. They both passed. And you're still in the house, right? I am. I am. I'm still here. I mean, it's mine. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You I'm paid for it. Here. Yeah. I find this concept, you called it an empty nester. And it's like, that is so true. And yeah. that empty nester business is in your brain in addition to your physical space. Yeah. I really thought, and again, this is part of the delusion, perhaps, that it would be really easy. To just pick up and go on. Yep. Yep. Ready to you go. Know. Yeah. Ready to, re absolutely ready to go. You know, I don't, I don't have them to take care of. Yeah. Let's just jump right into life. And it did not happen that way. I had been doing that work and, and carrying that load for so long that I'd become used to it. Mm -hmm. And then without it, who am I? And so I'm, I'm really thinking, I'm like, and I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but it may be like the parents who then send the kids off to college and they're looking forward to the giving their lives back and the kid's not here. and. All I of a sudden, so. wow, the kid's yeah. not here. You know, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, I would, ne I had never considered that thought until I'm, I'm really sitting here going, I was plate spinning three lives. I have one now. Why am I tired? Right. You know, but it is, it's an adjustment that takes time because at one point I knew their social security numbers better than I knew mine. 
You know, I knew what medications they were on. I knew their doctors, what they did, their specialty. I mean, it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. So it was more than I thought. And so it's an adjustment to go from being we to me. That's the road that I'm on now. Yeah. And all those skills you developed, you know, to be their roommate, be their caregiver, to deal with the metal. You know, it's like, wait, wait, I have all these skills. Now what do I do? I am a great believer that none of these skills are isolated. You know, sure. we aggregate yep. everything that we learn and we we can multipurpose and multitask. Well, I don't want to say multitask, but we bring all of our skills to the table. I never thought of myself. I didn't have kids, but I didn't know I could be a mama bear. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that I could be an advocate. You know, I didn't know that I could be such a great problem solver or a customer service relations person, you know, but when you're advocating for other people because they can't do for themselves, mm-hmm. that's a skill. You yep. know, how to ask the right questions in the right way. I've come away with a lot from this experience. I was already a self-sufficient adult, but mm-hmm. this has just taken adulthood to another level. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not exactly a fan. I miss my yeah. younger adulthood when all of none of this mattered and all it yep. was just Yeah, I don't know how we got here. I don't know what yeah. uh, what happened. Didn't we all blink and we became this? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> my friends and I talk about this all the time. All the time. Like what we were just at a few parties in college. What, yeah. what what just happened? I was just wondering if that cute guy over there might come over and talk to me. And now we have two kids, you know? Like, right. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm guessing it went well. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you know, I, I we'll see how it works out. I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah, it, yeah. So. Probationary. Probationary. Don't yeah, rush into exactly. anything. Exactly. Right? Well, thank you, Leanne. Thank you so much for sharing your uh, sandwich story with us and being in the club this week. I really appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about this and share my experience. Are you living life in the middle? Share your story at editors at firstly.com. Please take a moment to rate and review our podcast. It really helps us grow. And of course, if you could use a little extra financial wellness help, visit firstly.com, created specifically with the sandwich generation in mind, and let me know what you think. And until then, I'll see you each week in the club. Club sandwich. <laughs>